0: Chicken. This is Casey Hendrickson on News Talk 95.3 Michiana's News Channel, your breaking news and weather station.
1: And hey, good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in to News Talk 95.3 Michiana's News Channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. Do you want to thank r b car company locations in south bend and warsaw r b car company are your used car experts you can find them online at rbcarcompany.com got a big show for you today don't forget open line starts at four o'clock we'll take your phone calls about anything that you want if you have any questions about a topic that we have talked about whether it's today or previously uh, you can obviously bring that up or you can bring up a topic that maybe we haven't discussed or you can just ask me personal stuff it really doesn't really matter uh, we can do that at four o'clock. Uh, Clifton French, local investigative reporter, will be joining us at three thirty-five. We'll be talking about a story that he broke here this week, and possibly one that's going to be published over the weekend. We'll talk about all of that stuff again at three thirty-five with Clifton French. And let's just real quick, okay? Can we can we just can we just do the the horrendous, awful, and violent attempted? civil war and insurrection and all of that that happened yesterday can we just address that please because it was a horrific scene i don't know how many of you actually saw all of the the violence that happened in washington dc yesterday um and and if you missed it you would not be alone because it didn't happen gee hashtag told (laughs) you it it wasn't real of course it wasn't real it never was real That was the point. But what did they do? They asked for the National Guard to stay there again. So they wrote up a fake report, okay? Pelosi wrote up a fake report about a threat to the Capitol from the QAnons, right? So Q and then the Anons. So that there was going to be some uh, Trump inauguration day or something of that nature, right? And that Q is going to go ahead, and there's going to be this huge violent thing. And for the record, I think the Q is a leftist movement. I think the Q was created by leftists, and it was a whole thing that uh, originally started as a prank, and they figured they start using it to troll uh, Republicans, conservatives, Trump supporters, that sort of thing. I've told you that. That's what I believe. And now we're at that point. I know. I know. Some of them who are still true believers really hate me because of that, because they don't want to believe that they've been duped. But I, I that's just my, my opinion. So you have this massive insurrection that was supposed to have happened yesterday. And I looked through the intelligence reports that were released to the public, and I talked about it on the show. There wasn't anything that indicated anything. It was basically you saw tiny little whispers on the Internet this week that showed up out of nowhere, which were probably created to go ahead and give Pelosi cover as she was doing this whole thing. Pelosi's been doing everything she can to keep the National Guard in Washington, D.C., in perpetuity for as long as possible. She's using it to prop up the regime. Why? Because the president has dementia. That's why. He's not running things. We also, yes, there's all the election stuff and everything else. Those, those troops are there. Just like they're used in banana republics and dictatorships to prevent people from actually figuring out what's going on. That's what's happening. There's no other explanation for it. There wasn't a credible threat for Inauguration Day. That didn't happen. The only time there was an actual credible threat, Nancy Pelosi herself denied all of the additional troops, the security measures and everything else, which were even called for by, at the time, President Trump. Now, why did Nancy Pelosi not take those extra security precautions? Why did she not heed the warnings of the federal officials who said, hey, we got some people who are on YouTube and Facebook planning some stuff, and, and uh, we we may, we may want to take some extra precautions here just in case, you know, the crowd gets out of control. We are going to have, after all, a massive crowd. And even Trump himself tried to get National Guard troops in there before the January 6th event, and Nancy Pelosi said no. And then, of course, we have the events of January 6th. We know for a fact that Antifa and BLM activists themselves were also involved in a bird-dogging operation there. Again, doesn't always have to provide this clarification. Doesn't excuse the Trump supporters who participated. But the fact of the matter is a lot of left-wing anti-Trump activists took part in that. That's undisputable. We've got the arrest records. We've got them on video. We know who they are. Then the National Guard gets called in. Then the National Guard gets treated very poorly. Then the National Guard is used by Democrats as, as these, uh, these, well, actually, kind of illegally. There's some questions about this, and I think there's, a, there's an inquiry. Illegally using them in fundraising efforts. They're forcing them to line up in parade formation. They're, they're standing in front of them, and they're sending out these fundraising emails with these videos and pictures of these Democratic politicians standing in front of our National Guard. At the at the Capitol, who are again being forced to stand in parade formation, this is the type of stuff that has been going on in D.C. We've documented a lot of it. Other people have documented more of it. Um, again, people who live in D.C. right now, people that I know in D.C. anywhere saying this is bas- this is basically martial law. This is not. They're just like hanging out, just a couple of soldiers around or anything like that. This is this is way worse. So now we've got this whole situation happening. Pelosi then says she wants to keep the uh, the National Guard there. You know at least until the fall. They just put in an official request to keep them there for two more months. Pentagon confirmed this yesterday. We talked about that. And every time people are like, okay, it's time. Stop. Bring them home. They don't need to be there. There's always some manufactured threat, just like with the inauguration, where you had news media all over the country running around and telling you, hey, we're going to have this massive, violent outburst that's going to be happening at the inauguration. And the news media was going right-wing extremist groups, right-wing extremist groups, right-wing extremist groups. I got news for you. Most extremist groups are left-wing. And then I read the intelligence report. I did the thing that everybody was supposed to do. No credible threat in this category. Okay, let's go to the next category. No credible threat. Okay, let's go to this next category. No credible threat. The actual threat assessment that the news media was running around all over the country in every possible news medium that was out there and telling you that right-wing extremist groups were, were uh, you know, threatening the Capitol and all that stuff. The actual threat assessment said that there wasn't any actual credible threats in any category at all. Didn't exist. Inauguration comes and goes without incident. It's no incident. So now what they keep doing is they keep coming up with other things that they say are going to be happening. So, March 4th, Trump's inauguration day, March 4th. Okay? The Q and the Anon's and the forces of of darkness are going to descend upon the capital. You've got you got Republican representatives in Congress. I forget his name. Some guy I never heard of. Republican representatives in Congress. Like, There's going to be violence on the 4th. You know how many people showed up? Anybody? You know how many people showed up yesterday? four four and they took pictures in front of the white house four four people that's it four people there were tourists four tourists showed up and took pictures that's it so now now for the cover okay everybody <laughs> i gotta throw this up there for the live stream on trovo.live slash live casey those hold on a second I got to get this up there because you guys are going to get a kick out of this. This is hysterical. Okay. I don't know. (laughs) All right. Before I do this, hold on. Before I do this, I have used this analogy with climate change, all right, and the the climate alarmists, the fear mongers out there who have never been proven right about anything. You have these religious cult leaders, right, and they tell you that the world is going to end on this day, and they, you know, inevitably – sell all of your belongings, whatever. We're all going to get onto a bus. We're going to go out to this you know, cliff somewhere, and we're going to look up at the stars, and we're going to ascend, right? Because we are the chosen people. And they go out there, and they do it. Oh, I don't know. March 4th, 2021. They <laughs> go out Mar- March 4th, 2021. They look up to the sky. they like, come get us, Lord. Uh, Lord. They look down at their watch. Oh, oh, 30 seconds too fast. Hold on a second. Wait 30 seconds. Damn it. Lord. <laughs> now, inevitably, what happens is people's neck starts to get a little, little cramp. They stop looking up, waiting to ascend. Okay. Then, then what they do is they start looking around. They look at their leader and they go, What gives, Earl? What's going on here? Earl's got to think fast on his feet. Earl has to come up with something. All right, all right. give me a minute, guys. Hold on. Earl goes into his Prius He cracks open his iPad, right? <laughs> he, starts, he starts punching away at the, the calculator. And he goes, guys, I'm so silly. Facepalm, I got the year wrong. It's not this year that we ascend the end times are next March 4th, not this March 4th. My bad. And everybody goes, that's uncle Earl. Hey, stop sniffing my daughter, Earl. Not till next year. Okay. That's uncle Earl. So everybody piles back into their, their cars and, and, and the bus and everything to go back home. They come back the next year and the same thing happens. Nobody ascends. There's no Lord descending from the skies. There's no aliens. There's no magically disappearing people with piles of clothes. None of that happens. People can only do that so much before they realize you're a charlatan. You've heard me say this my entire radio career. You can spot a lie real easy. The way you spot a lie is the story keeps changing. Parents know this. It's a shame that most other people don't apply that simple logic in their daily lives. If the story keeps changing, they're lying to you. Now, the reason I brought up that analogy is because they're now saying our bad, we messed up. It wasn't March 4th. That was supposed to be Trump's inauguration day from this Q conspiracy. No, it was March 20th march 20th we did the math wrong see we've been doing this whole this whole newfangled math where two plus two isn't four we've been doing that and because two plus two isn't four anymore we got march 20th wrong it's actually march 20th (laughs) what 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 in the world is going on i mean i know that you understand but it's just At some point in time, the lowest common denominator out there, that would be your average low-information person, not even a voter. They don't always vote. They're just dumb. They just walk around. At some point in time, you're just going to have to sit here. (laughs) Newsweek, QAnon theorists switch date to March 20th after no Trump inauguration calls the 4th a false flag. Okay. Hey, we need more time. We need more time to put Craigslist ads out and get more actors out here to pretend that there is a giant insurrection at the Capitol. So uh, let, can we push this back a few weeks so we can go ahead and put those Craigslist ads out, please? Can we do that? Yes. Great. All right. What's our budget? Ah, we only have $300 a pop. That's not very good. We got to drudge up some more money as well. Ladies and gentlemen, This is exactly this is exactly why you don't buy into this stuff. Don't buy into this stuff goes back to the old terrorist threat uh, colors. Remember that? We're all living under colors for a while after 9-11. What color is it today? And they brought that back for COVID. Hey, what color are we in today? Oh, we're still orange. Better not go outside. Start thinking for yourselves, guys. This is, this is getting obscenely stupid. More coming up. Newstalk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel.
2: If you're a liberal, the world is a very scary place. But there is one fear that rises above all other fears in the liberal mind, and it's the fear of the other. Like all primitive cultures, modern liberalism is tribal. Outsiders aren't welcome in the fashionable parts of Brooklyn. If you haven't been to Aspen, they don't want to see you in Bethesda or Newton, Mass. You're from away. You're an alien presence and therefore dangerous. That's in fact how liberals understand most of the American continent as a mysterious dark space like a medieval map populated by drooling Trump voters and violent illiterates with extra chromosomes. Liberals despise people like this, of course, and on some level they know they're hated right back. They worry that someday there will be a backlash against the people in charge, which of course is them. How long can you control everything before the people you control explode? And that's liberals' main fear, a peasant revolt. They're terrified that someday an army of tattooed high school dropouts and Confederate flag tank tops is going to rise up from the trailer parks of West Virginia and take over the country. They'll storm the cities with their 75 caliber AR-15 assault weapon machine guns with flash suppressors, each one of which can fire over a million bullets per minute when mounted on the back of an F-150 pickup truck plastered with racist bumper stickers. That is their nightmare. That is the monster under every liberal's bed. And a lot of liberals were certain that today, this day, March 4th, was the day the right-wing revolution would finally begin. March 4th, they believed, was something called QAnon Inauguration Day. What's QAnon Inauguration Day? We have no idea. We don't know anyone who does know. In fact, we'd bet money that not one Trump voter in a million had ever heard of it until this week, when the hysteria merchants on the other channel started yapping about it on television. They'd heard about it from Nancy Pelosi, who told her bodyguards to write up a report on the threat of QAnon Inauguration Day. So that's what they did. Here's the excerpt from the bulletin put out by the top minds at DHS and the FBI. Quote, an unidentified group of militia violent extremists has discussed plans to take control of the U.S. Capitol on or about 4 March today. Well, that sounds pretty scary. Another white supremacist insurrection? But wait a second, can we get some context? Who exactly are these unidentified violent extremists? And is the threat they pose more or less dangerous, for instance, than the plot by that homeless guy to kidnap the governor of Michigan? The plot the FBI foiled just in time before a platoon of right-wing vagrants could abduct Gretchen Whitmer in a shopping cart? We never really learned any details. But members of Congress were not taking chances. Many of them fled the Capitol today. House leaders rescheduled votes so that rank-and-file legislators could escape with their lives if not with their dignity. We should be clear this was not simply partisan hysteria. Democrats and Republicans seem united in their shared terror. Watch Republican Congressman Michael McCall of Texas tell you about the imminent threat we face from that diabolical QAnon.
1: This threat is credible and it's it's real. It's a right wing militia group that believes that the original, because the original inaugural date was March 4th uh, until the 20th Amendment passed, uh, they think this is
2: a true inauguration day and that President Trump should be inaugurated. Ooh, sounds like Michael McCall has been on the internet recently, maybe late at night. That's why he knows the threat of right wing militias, as he told CNN, is credible and real. That was Michael McCall's prediction yesterday. So the question is did QAnon come through? Did the guys in Confederate flag tank tops show up with their 75 caliber machine guns to end democracy? And if they did, what did they do? We can report tonight that if they did try to insurrect, they did it very, very quietly and with minimal casualties. In fact, we didn't see a single person insurrecting at the Capitol today, or for that matter, anywhere else in the United States. Are you shocked? Don't be shocked. It was all just another lie. It wasn't so different from when they told us we would need troops to protect Joe Biden's inauguration. Then they said we would need soldiers to keep QAnon away from the impeachment trial. Then there was today's hysteria. Next, there will be something else. Bet on it.
1: That is Tucker Carlson hitting the nail right on the head. Local investigative reporter Clifton French coming up next. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. And again, I want to thank r Car Company, locations in South Bend and Warsaw. r Car Company are your used car experts. Joining us on the line is local investigative reporter Clifton French. He is from realnewsmichiana.com. Clifton, how are you doing this afternoon?
0: Hey, I'm doing really well. Thanks for having me on again.
1: Not a problem. So let's, we got two things to discuss today. So he's going to spend extra time with us today. Uh, And the second one, I think you're all going to want to pay attention to. But the first one is the story that you published yesterday at realnewsmichiana.com. And this involves something that has been mentioned before where you have a voter registration employee for the Democrats who created a fake registration card using a, a lewd term for female anatomy. So kind of tell yeah. us what's happening here and what the story behind all of this is.
0: Well, I mean the, the amount of, of, for lack of a better term, the amount of corruption coming out of the fourth floor of the county city building is, is something that every single person in this county should be concerned with um there there i you know I put together a story about potential um about potential uh time card fraud um, I've put together a story about sexual harassment up there and now in the lead up to the 2020 election you have a a democrat employee there uh, creating a fake voter registration card uh, now he claims that that it was a joke um I'm not going to say exactly what, what was on that car, but he claims that it was a joke. Uh, he did get suspended for two days because of that. Uh, but this gentleman had, had, the, uh, he had asked me to give me a call about 10 o'clock, um, what was that, Wednesday night, um, to try to talk me out of, out of running this story. Um, Talked to me for about an, an hour and a half, and, and I can tell you that is somebody who I do not want to be paying uh, my tax dollars to with, with, with the stuff that he was talking about.
1: So he found out that you were going to be publishing this story, which is available at com. He found out you were going to publish the story. He reaches out to you uh, to get you to not do it, something I have experience with, too. It's, it's weird how many people will send their wives to send me friend requests to get me to stop publishing stories about them. I wonder what that's about. But this... <laughs> What was what was his excuse for why you shouldn't run the story? I mean, okay, he wants to say it was just a joke, but we've got sexually lewd language here in an office environment—that's sexual harassment—and uh, then you've got a fraudulent voter card that's been created. So, what was his what was his reasoning for why you shouldn't run the story?
0: Yeah. So the the first thing that he said was, "I don't see why you think this is a story. I've already been punished for it, um, et cetera, et cetera." Uh, I said, "Listen, this is this is taxpayer dollars that are going to this." I said, and a lot of people uh, have concern about about election integrity, right? Uh, about half the country has some concern about about election integrity. Now, be it be it uh, if 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 those concerns are right or not, that is still something, and and election integrity is very important, right? His response yeah. to that was, "No, people don't think like that," and started laughing at me. <laughs> That 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 uh, that I would even bring that up. This is this is somebody who's working in the voter registration office. Right? Um, his job. I mean, this is this is the the, the heart of, of of democracy within within our area, right? I mean, this is this is how we tell who our leaders, that um, not only local leaders, but our national leaders are as well. This is this is the beginning of casting your vote, um, and you have people in there acting like this 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 job is is just uh, a, a circus you know um, this is this is, <laughs> these are people who are who are doing things in there I mean the pictures that I have of the stuff found in there there's other stuff that that he had posted with uh, there, I'm not going to say that he posted but there's other stuff on his desk uh, he that he denies that he wrote that just happened to be on his desk um, that are that are extremely uh, lewd um, they are they, they they just aren't aren't know, proper things to be in there. I don't know where this paper come from, comes from, right? Um, that all this okay. stuff is being printed on as well. Uh, you know, all this is is, is your money being used uh, for people just to act like this is a joke.
1: And this is coming from witnesses inside the office who have complained yeah. about this, and they're saying that this is a pattern of behavior with him. It wasn't just a one-time
0: event. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and okay. a pattern of behavior with with the, all the Democrats. Not and not all the Democrats, but we'll a pattern of behavior with a lot of the Democrats within that office.
1: One of the things that I found pretty interesting in your article about this at RealNewsMichiana.com, again, this published yesterday, is when you kind of brought up that, um, you know, we've got the victim, I guess, the the accuser here who's bringing this up. He basically said, you're listening to them too much. Stop Mm -hmm. listening to them. That's kind of, it's almost like victim blaming or victim shaming.
0: Well, and and I I'm not telling him who I had spoken to, right? Um, right. So he just he just says this. Um, but yeah, he he, he he that that has been the common theme uh, from from the top down from Stan Rubel, uh, the the county chair, the Democrat county chair. Um, the, the top down it has been uh, almost what would appear to be. Victim shaming, right? Uh, the media did that as well. So it is standard journal- journalistic practice not to name the victim or alleged victim of any sexual incident, right? Correct. Well, WSBT named, named this victim, uh, W uh, or ABC 57 named this victim, uh, the South Bend Tribune named this victim. I mean, the media here, the local media here is all in, in cahoots with the Democrats um, on just trying to do whatever they can uh, to... to to make the Republicans seem, you know, bad, right, and victim shame, like you said.
1: Now, we also have Clifton French. He's going to hang out with us through this commercial break, and we're going to come back. We're going to talk about another story that he's going to be publishing here soon. Now, this involves a local activist and taking photos of um, deceased naked bodies and then sharing those photos with other people, among some other things. And this is going to be a, a, a pretty interesting story uh, going forward. We're going to talk with Clifton about that coming up on News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. Good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. Joining us on the line from Real news, local investigative reporter Clifton French is joining us. All right. We just got done talking about the Democrat voter registration official who created a fake registration with a lewd name. Uh, if you look at the article at realnewsmichiana.com, he's got a bunch of things on his desk that are also lewd. And I these, these are things, you have to understand something. When you see the article, you, you'll get it. These are things that would get me fired at my job uh, for doing it. I think it would probably get most of you fired from your job for doing as well, yet this seems to be okay over there at that the, building. Don't know why that is. But there's another story that you said you're going to be publishing here soon, Clifton, and this involves a local activist taking pictures of nude deceased bodies and then sharing those pictures with other people what's going on here yeah
0: this is casey i have covered uh, serial killers hurricanes I, gitmo um I, I this is one of the uh, most bizarre stories i have <laughs> ever covered um this is a gentleman who started a a a group called justice for michiana a, a nonprofit. um And his sole goal that he claims is to help the families of victims of homicide in the area um, and help them with fundraising for funerals, uh, helping to find discounts on different things, right? Uh, Right. Well, I have discovered that he is going into uh, one funeral home, Alfred's funeral home, um, and with with his 501c3 paperwork – and what he claims are family releases, to go in the back and take pictures of these bodies. Um, he is taking pictures of people, uh, these, these victims, uh, nude, completely uncovered. Um, for for what purpose? Every, for, that is a good question. So I asked him, why are you doing this? What are you doing here? What is your end game? I called him. He, he admitted to taking these photos. He said, "That's confidential. That's confidential. That's confidential." But in my hand, I have I have transcripts from uh, from a, a private investigator who's also been looking into this. Tim Corbett, you may remember him, uh, former homicide yeah. commander.
1: I know Tim. Um, mm-hmm.
0: Yes, and so Tim, uh, Tim has been has been digging into this uh, as well. Tim had these photos um, given to him from people from from somebody who had he had shared them with. Um, and, and what it appears he's doing is almost uh, going to these places and trying to barter funeral costs right um, and and saying see this is this is what I do this is my work you know I'm taking these pictures and family members are, are allowing me in you know here are these here are these photos but really only he knows what he's doing with these photos I can tell you that I've talked to other people um, who he has just Started showing photos of these nude photos of these of these deceased people. Um, I have I have full interviews with them on doing this. The biggest part that just blows my mind on this is that South Bend gave him a seven thousand dollar grant um, for what they call their Alive Grant, which they're giving hundreds of thousands of dollars to groups, um, local groups to help curb violence within the area Uh, his group got this for some reason and really it it seems in he's raising you know 20 bucks for these families on GoFundMe Uh, the only thing he's really getting accomplished that I can tell is taking nude photos of these people in the funeral home
1: I, I was looking at the the Facebook page here a little bit earlier and he he seemed to take issue with a previous story that you had written about a local black lives matter leader getting arrested, he seemed to really be upset about that apparently they're friends
0: yeah, so actually it that's it's all that's that's his that's what he's trying to do to uh to so that was a post that he put up, doxing me, putting my personal information out there after I had already talked to him uh uh-huh. the story that that was an interesting that's an intimidation uh effort for him to to say hey listen i'm trying to go uh to get folks to you know harass you hey, intimidate you um so you hey, can hey clifton
1: we're, we're just now. we're down we're down to like 20 seconds when is the story going to publish and of course uh is the website when's it going to publish though
0: yeah it's publishing tomorrow at 5 p.m go to realnewsmichiana.com also support conservative news by by subscribing can. Yeah.
1: thank you so much clifton french we really appreciate it realnewsmichiana.com open lines next